Okay, so this psalm, uh, I hope you guys keep talking about this for a very long time in your life groups and stuff this week, but hopefully the things we talk about in the next few minutes will also be helpful for your discussion. Uh, this psalm kind of describes two different ways or two different paths. He starts by saying, blessed is the one who does not do these three things, does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or the guilty ones. To walk, the Hebrew word is halach. Say halach. Okay, Carrie talked about this word a little bit at the campus praise rally uh, last Monday. Lech lecha, halach, go walk yourself. This word requires action, right? Blessed is the one who is not walking in a particular direction, okay? The second thing, uh, bl you're blessed if you do not stand in the path of sinners or in the way of sinners. The words way and path are the very same Hebrew word, so it's kind of describing the same idea. You're blessed if you're not standing in that path or on that, on that way. And you're also blessed if you're not sitting in the seat of scoffers. A scoffer is someone who, who mocks or treats something with contempt. Uh, we have this great team of people called the Well Program Team that the staff, uh, before we teach, we meet with that team of people and we study the scriptures together. And there's somebody in that team this past week who, who observed that walking is a very action-oriented word. And the other two things of standing or sitting have a little bit more of a posture of indifference or complacency. Yet all three take place on the wrong kind of path. And so it's not even necessarily that you're walking intentionally in the wrong direction, but maybe you just find yourself just kind of stuck or just standing there or just sitting there. I thought that was an interesting observation. Okay? Let's talk about the other path. Psalmist continues, Rather, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Delight, desire, take pleasure in. When you think of the word delight, what are some things that just come to mind? Happiness. Like, what do you picture? If you were to Google the word delight, what kind of pictures would pop up, do you think? <laughs> Turkish delight. Very good. That's probably true. What else comes to mind when you think of the word delight or happiness or taking pleasure in? Desire. Chocolate. Frosting. Is that what somebody said? Food of some sort. Sweets, right? Uh, here's a few things that might come to mind for me. I love going to the beach in the summertime. I love watching sunsets. I googled these pictures, so. Uh, sports, right? There's people that delight in athletic competitions. Congratulations to the Wolverines on this past weekend. Let's move on. Uh, people delight in puppies. Aww. Our friends Brad and Shallon got their kids that puppy for Christmas. Aw, see, it makes people happy inside when they see puppies. They delight in that somehow. Graduation. Anybody feel like they're ready to do that already? Go ahead and celebrate graduation coming up soon. Something that people delight in, right? 
Everybody, anybody went, been to a wedding where it seems like the couple is a little bit happy? Okay? Weddings are a thing that people delight in. Or there's also, you know, small children that exude j- delight. I, I could have put a picture of either one of my boys up here, and everybody would have been fine too, but I feel like I do that a lot. So here's just a Google picture of somebody delighting. But that just exudes happiness and joy, and I'm delighting in something. Or maybe it's vacation, or maybe it's some sort of food, or sweets, or frosting, or something like that, right? So as I mentioned, Stacy and I were in Cancun over break. This is the five-star resort that we stayed at. It was an all-inclusive. It was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Okay? We've never done anything like this before. We've never done like a big fancy vacation kind of thing of just the two of us. It was pretty fun. I think one of my favorite parts about this vacation was the food. The food was absolutely amazing. And Stacy always jokes like, okay, give Ben five minutes to talk about vacation and he's going to be talking about food in like two, right? So it's true. I loved the food when I was there. I mean, it's an all-inclusive. So you can go to one of these like 10 or 15 restaurants that are on the property, and you can order anything off the menu. There's no prices on the menu. You can have whatever you want, and they bring it to you. And then after you have feasted and enjoyed, and Stacy and I would sit for an hour and a half or two at dinner and just relax and consume this amazing food and then when we were done we would just leave because they wouldn't bring us a bill because we didn't have to pay anything it was amazing my favorite restaurant that we went to was this place called the brazilian steakhouse okay so we get there and the guy asked you ever been to this restaurant before we're like no I said okay things you need to know about this restaurant there is a coaster that's sitting on your table one side is green and the other side is red Over there, there's a salad bar. Over there is another buffet of, like, you know, potatoes and vegetables and stuff like that. And if you have the green facing up on your coaster, then we will bring you some meat. And not only some meat, but literally they had these servers walking around the restaurant. This picture's not very good, but with swords full of meat. And if they saw the green coaster on your table, they would say, would you like some more meat, senor? I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) Right? Chicken or turkey or beef brisket or steak or sausage or whatever it was, that thing was green for a while for me. Right? And he just kept bringing it. I'm not going up to the salad bar. Who's got time for that? This guy's bringing me more steak. Right? It was amazing and then we would sit by the pool and I'm sitting in this lounge chair and somebody would walk up to me and say excuse me senor would you like something to drink and they would offer us whatever we wanted to drink and sure you can get us a drink that would be amazing hey could I get you anything else how about some chicken tacos yes absolutely senor I'll be right there and they would bring us these chicken tacos and it was amazing right it was so good um and then they had this a little ice cream cart. The lady would walk around with this little push cart with ice cream and just ask us, hey, would you like some ice cream? I've got vanilla and I've got chocolate and i got this. Yes, I would like some ice cream. This is the best thing ever, right? Uh, and then this guy was just hanging out one night making fresh churros for everybody. Would you like some churros? Yeah, I'll have a churro. That looks awesome. And then this, this was probably my favorite part, okay? 
there's this grill right here, like 10 steps from the pool. And you just walk up to this person who's working there. Usually it was Felix, but it was on this day that I decided to take the picture, it was not Felix, so I don't know her name. And you could order whatever you wanted. Would you like a burger? How would you like it done? Would you like a steak? How would you like it done? This is lunch. So almost every day for lunch, I had a burger or a steak or sometimes one of each. And I would go back to my chair at the pool, which was sitting inside the pool, and I would sit in my chair in the pool, and I would consume my burger and my steak several times a week. Okay, now, I know that some of you are like, that sounds disgusting. And if you're thinking that, you sound a little bit like my wife. So eventually she kind of got to this point at the week where I was like, okay, this was fun and all, but Ben... Do you realize how many burgers you have consumed this week? <laughs> right? Uh, and there is this, oh, side note. Okay, so Jaden, my son, uh, he loves to sing. He loves music. And he, one, of the sing, one of the songs that he likes to sing is the song, Oh, Praise the Name. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise his name forevermore. And then this is the way he understands the lyrics. Uh, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. For endless stakes, we will sing your praise, O Lord, O Lord our God. And I'm like, he's not wrong, right? He's not wrong. For endless stakes, I will sing praises to the Lord. But by the end of the week, Stacey's like, I had no idea that you liked steak that much, right? Or that you would eat that many burgers. And there's this phrase uh, you are what you eat, right? Uh, so Stacey's like, if you keep eating all those burgers, you're going to become a hamburger. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. It just might be true. So whether you delight in a perfect summer day at the beach, whether you delight in the thought of graduation, whether you delight in amazing food or whatever it is you delight in, the psalmist says this, you are blessed if you delight in and have desire for the law. God's words. What is it like to delight in the words of this book? English word is law, the Hebrew word is Torah, which basically means God's teachings or God's instructions. I think the English word law kind of has different connotations that are not super helpful sometimes. God's instructions to kind of keep us in the direction and keep us on the right path. And I don't think this is a, hey, you have to, this is a severe obligation to read this book or else, but it's a, hey, you're blessed if you delight in these words. And in his law, he meditates day and night. I want to teach you a Hebrew word. Say, Hagah. Hagah. Hagah is the Hebrew word um, that kind of describes a lion tearing into or growling over its prey. Licking its chops. 
Isaiah 31 says this, The Lord said to me, As the lion growls over his prey. The Hebrew word is hagah, which is in Psalm 1, the word meditate. It's the growling over, I can't wait for another steak. Or I, it, it's, it's active, it's diving in, it's going after it. It's not just this passive, oh yeah, wouldn't that be nice? It's, no, I can't wait to dive in and tear into these words. So the other thing that we did when we were in Cancun is we, we just totally unplugged for the whole week. I didn't check my email at all. I deleted my social media from my phone, never had to go online for anything. And it was great. I would get up in the morning, I would go for a run, I'd be by the pool by 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning, and we dove into the words of this book, and I read, and I sat by the pool, and I read, and I read, and I read, and and I, I like to read. I used to like to read, and then I had two kids, and then it's a lot harder to read. So I was on vacation without two kids, and I'm like, all I want to do is read a book. And I read five books that week, which is more books than I've read in the last two years, probably, honestly. But there was this thing that I just couldn't get enough. I just wanted to keep diving in because I understand that you are what you eat. And if I am what I eat, then I want to be a person who is eating into the words of this book. What are you eating? What are you feeding yourself? I'm not just talking about Panda or Subway, right? What are you eating? Or, or New Year's resolutions of less sugar. What are you eating? What are you, what are you consuming in your mind, in your body, in your soul? What are you constantly consuming? Is it mindless scrolling of social media? Netflix binges? movies, music. I'm not saying these things are bad, but is this what's feeding your soul? If you are what you eat, what are you? Who are you? Who are you going to be? Will you eat this book like a lion licking its chops, growling over its prey? Will your life be rooted in the Psalms, rooted in the words of this book, trusting that in here we can find the words of life to help guide us down the right path where we find joy and delight and satisfaction. And the psalmist actually continues, he said, if you delight, if you are delighting, and if you are meditating in these words, then you will become like a tree planted by streams of water. It's hard to know for sure, but it has been suggested that the, the tree the psalmist is talking about could have been an acacia tree. This is a picture of an acacia tree. The lighting is a little bit bad, but that's a picture of an acacia tree. 
Acacia trees grow in the desert, usually at the bottom of a wadi, which is kind of a dried up riverbed. It's the biggest tree or plant that grows in the desert. It's slow growing, long lived, and it has been said that God planted acacia trees knowing that we would need its shade. That's how slow growing an acacia tree is. The acacia tree is also the Bedouin's best friend because it does so much for him. It's the best desert firewood for cooking. Camels love to eat its leaves. It also has these pods that grow seasonally. You can boil the pods for the camels to eat. You can also boil the tree sap, uh, and it's used as a medicine for your stomach or for scrapes or cuts and that kind of stuff. There's an interesting phenomenon about the acacia tree. It's, it's in the desert. And you rarely will ever see water near an acacia tree. Yet its leaves are always green. And it's because an acacia tree has roots that go so incredibly deep that it doesn't matter how dry it is around it, it will find water no matter how far down it has to go. It's been said that an acacia tree could sit dormant and be without water for a hundred years, and it would still survive. Rain comes down one time through a flash flood or whatever, and that's enough water to sustain an acacia tree for a long time because its roots go so deep. A number of years ago, so Stacy and I uh, have frequented the land of Israel a number of times, and we, you know, lead these trips every once in a while. Maybe some of you guys are going with us in May. That'll be fun. Uh, anyway, so there's this one particular year. I have no idea what year it was. We were hiking along this, this desert path, wadi, dried up riverbed area, whatever, and there's this beautiful acacia tree that was there, and we just remembered, you know, hey, that's a really cool picture of an acacia tree. We took a picture of it. I couldn't find it, so I didn't show it to you. Uh, a couple years later, we go back, and we're hiking that same path, and that same acacia tree had fallen over, and it's laying totally on its side, yet its leaves were still green, and it was still bearing fruit. How in the world is a tree surviving in the desert while it's laying down horizontally? Because its roots were deep enough to get the nourishment that it needs to live and to survive. Blessed is the one who delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Psalm 1 provides this amazing picture of someone who is deeply rooted in something that provides all sorts of things for people, all sorts of things for people. The acacia tree provides food and shelter and shade and water and medicine. And, and how do we become these kinds of people? How do we become these kinds of trees? For ourselves and for the people around us and for the people that will come a hundred years after us. How do we become these kinds of people? Well, Psalm 1 tells us. It has the answer. 
meditate, dive into these words day and night. Dig down your roots and drink of the water that comes from these words. Then you will bear fruit in its season. The alternative option, the other path uh, that Psalm 1 describes is to join in the ways of the wicked. Whether you're walking or standing or sitting, the wicked are like chaff which the wind drives away. So when you're harvesting wheat, uh, it would be threshed, it would be thrown up into the air using these big pitchfork type things. And as it gets thrown up into the air, the chaff gets blown away and the grain, the important thing, would fall straight back down to the pile. So they just keep throwing it in the air with these pitchforks and the chaff, the worthless part of the grain, would just be blown away. Psalm 1 describes two pictures, two paths with very different outcomes. Wicked, worthless chaff or a strong, healthy, deep-rooted tree that can withstand any kind of drought or storm that might come. What about you? Which path do you want to walk? What kind of person do you want to be or what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Worthless chaff that is here today and gone tomorrow? Or an amazing tree standing strong in the desert that provides shade and sustenance for future generations? Please pray with me. God, we are so grateful for the gift of your word. And Father, I just ask that you will forgive me, forgive us for the ways we've treated it without the, the respect it deserves or the time that it deserves, for the ways we've just kind of said it's just old words that aren't really relevant to us. God, I pray that you will awaken in our hearts a, a desire, a stronger desire for you and for your word, not so that we can become pompous or pious or prideful people, but because we want what you want for us. We want a life of joy and satisfaction, and we want a delight and so, God, I pray that you will help us to, to be these kind of people that will delight in you and delight in your word. And that we will, we will be a, fully alive for the people around us. So, God, thank you for these songs that we get to sing this semester. Thank you for Psalm 1. Thank you for the imagery that it provides for us. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus, who is the reason why we are gathered together tonight. Amen.